Well, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. Hey, this is Chris Mack. Welcome you to episode 155 of the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Let's get started with some old business. Oh man, that was fucking flawless. That was pretty goddamn good, buddy. Nothing fucking tripping, they flub your lines. It's about time. It, it's 155 episodes. It only episodes took me 155 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but and also we didn't have to discuss whether it was the 155th episode or the 154th or the 156th. We 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 walked in prepared today. I am I am right. It is 155, right? I assume so because I changed it to 55 based okay. on our discussion last time. <laughs> well, in that case, nailed it. Hell yeah. We have no old business. God damn it. <laughs> actually, you know that's actually not a bad thing. I'm not gonna complain. It's not a bad thing. Not, well, because most of our old businesses either concern John Schaefer or fucking Marilyn Manson, so I think for once, not having any kind of new information on that is nice. Yeah, well, I mean, or it's gonna be like Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, uh, uh, yeah. Mickey Cornell fighting, and all that kind of shit. So I'm glad that there's none of that. So, uh. In that case, let's carry on with new business. And with new business, we start typically talking about new album releases. Of course, I have none because I am, you know, I, I have my iPod in the car and I listen to, like, a lot of just random shit. Let's see. When was the last time we recorded the podcast? That was That would be two weeks ago. That would be the 2nd of May. Okay. All right, so we'll go back to new releases from April 30th. And I think the one that I mentioned specifically from that particular uh, week was the new Gojira record, Fortitude. Of course, that's also been on kind of like a repeat in my car a lot because it's very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just so good. It really, really is. Um, but a couple other ones that were like my, in my albums of the day for the week were uh, bands like Evile. Uh, their new record, uh, Tetra, Tetra Arc, Tetra Arc. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't pronounce the name, but they, they are actually very interesting because they're like, um, they're kind of like a modern take on a new metal band. And okay. It doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it, it's just that it's very, it's very nostalgic. The sound is very nostalgic, and I think these are young, these are young people who are doing it. Uh, so they probably were very much influenced by that sound at the time, and they're able to reproduce it for themselves now. And it, it's, it's again, it's nostalgic. Uh, it's nothing groundbreaking or anything like that, but it, it's not horrible, you know. Mm -hmm. I can, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, Reread, I guess that's how you pronounce that one. I'm not particularly sure, but they were pretty good. Domcraft was a lot of fun. Don't remember exactly like style. This is like two weeks ago, so. Uh, that was about it for that week. I listened to I listened to Oceans as well. That was pretty good. Uh, moving on to this past or last week, the May seventh, uh -huh. I have here Van uh, 
the Weezer album, Van Weezer, which is like their uh, their kind of homage to heavy metal, which I haven't listened to yet, unfortunately. Uh, but Artillery, uh, they're like an old school uh, melodic death slash thrash metal band. Mm -hmm. uh, but the difference between them and other melodic death metal bands is um, they have clean singing all throughout. So that's why they lead more towards the thrash sound. Uh, you would actually pretty like pretty much. I think you would get a kick out of them. They're pretty good. You would enjoy them. Cool. Uh, Scarlet Riot, their new record. It's a female-fronted metal band. They were pretty good. I enjoyed them. Moon Coven, that was good. Acid Trip. This is a a, a side project or a like a second band from someone. Uh, let me remember who this is. I'm pulling it up in the their little bio here. They're from Sweden. Uh, yes, okay, so it's the former guitarist of Honeymoon Disease, so we've listened, I've listened to Honeymoon Disease a few times, like a retro rock band, this is a new band, uh, his name is Acid, so it's called Acid's Trip, um, and it's a, uh, female fronted, so it's kind of like the same vein of, like, a Royal Thunder, her vocals are not as, as, uh, rough as the Royal Thunder vocals, hers are a lot more melodic, a little bit, um, I would say, I, I wouldn't say nicer, but, you know, they're a little bit easier to take, I guess, um, but it's still very good. So, and that's pretty much it. Like, there wasn't, hasn't been anything really interesting or, like, really fucking that grabby by the balls, kind of like Ojira did in the last two weeks. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I honestly need to start writing down when I listen to. I, uh, I, I, I'm the same way, because, like, I was doing it for a while and I was able to do this and even write down like what they sound like and what I remember from the album, and I just haven't done it, and that's why you get my, like, oh, yeah, it was, okay. No, we're good. But um, it's because I don't actually ultimately remember what I listen to because of the fact that I just kind of choose things on my iPod and go with it. Uh -huh. um, and, like, basically, with the amount of travel that I do now for my job, I get in probably... I get I can get an album and a half or two albums worth of music in while I'm traveling. Um and so I just pick something and go with it. Um and yeah, like to be honest, I can't even think of okay, I, I mean I'll I'll pull up the albums of the day from Instagram since that'll be like the best gauge of what I did. Um well, let me see. Hmm. Okay, no, that's too far back. Too far back. Okay. So we did we did the last one on the show. Okay, here we go. So um first off was a sound of thunder. I got into a little bit of a sound of thunder kick and I listened to like six albums. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they have a lot of albums. So I, I listen mean, whatever, to whatever, dude. I listen to like six of them. They kick ass. So um then where did I go? I went to Gamma Ray from there. Um in Sound of the Ingenious, which um is the I believe the last album they had with Ralph Sheepers. So Primal Fear, which led me into listening to Metal Commando by Primal Fear. Um good album, um not their best. But a good album. Um, did some uh, since since I I uh, I take control of our Twitter account, 
I try to find more friends and whatnot on there and follow a lot of bands and whatnot. And I came across a band named Body Void. Um, unfortunately, I do not recall how it sounded. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're bad. I, I'm terrible. Um, next up was Seven Dust. Listen to Animosity, which is among oh. my favorite Seven Dust albums. Oh, yeah. And went back prior to that and listened to the debut. So, um, got into a Black Sabbath kick and just realized that I hadn't listened to the album Past Lives in forever. Um, and it's, it's a great little bit of, uh, old school, uh, like leading up to sabotage, uh, Black Sabbath. Uh, uh, so like when they're introducing uh like hole in the sky symptom of the universe megalomania um they're like oh this is from our new album i was like oh damn so um the only funny thing about it is that like um towards the end of the album in particular um the sound quality changes so like you can tell they're from different shows because it just it goes from being fairly clear to being like absolute shit like bootleg <laughs> quality uh it was bad um and i don't think i had anything yesterday did i i don't remember uh oh various artists i had the uh the many faces of metallica which um if you go to walmart or probably buy them online now there's these these uh compilations called the many faces of such and such and it's a three disc set that follows a band um it's like a tribute album because there's there's uh usually one disc of other artists playing songs from from that band uh, uh-huh. then there are there's usually a disc of stuff that's associated with them so for this metallica one the first two discs uh cover um, first disc is 1988 to 2003. It's them. It's people covering tracks from uh, uh, "Injustice for All" to "Saint Anger." And wow. Then, and then uh, 1983 to 1987 is the second disc, so "Kill 'Em All" to uh, "Master Puppets." And then third disc just has random tracks. So there's a Motorhead track, there's a Budgie track, Venom, Samson, uh, there's a Paul Diano song, Saxon. The Ian Gillian band, uh, Sex Pistols, just oh, random wow. stuff that like you know they were they were influenced by. So they just threw a track on there. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, but I got one for Metallica. Uh, I bought one for Pink Floyd, um, and I got one for Motley Crue. I got the Motley Crue one mostly because Monkey Soup has a song on there. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So I was listening to that a little bit of that yesterday, and that's it for the most part. Sounds about right. Yep. So now we move on to news. Don't don't start with obituaries. Don't I have me. to. You, we have to. You're such a putz. Hey, listen. It's the first one. We've got it out of the way after fucking um, new album releases. So actress Julie E. Pawnee Catan, who is best known in the rock world for her appearance in White Snake's video for Here I Go Again, has died at the age of 59. According to Variety, the Orange County, California coroner's office, which listed her as Tawny Finley, stated that she died at her home in Newport Beach on May 7th, but a cause of death has not been revealed. I, I heard about this. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen the video. Or, I don't or... think so either. I think she was in two of them. 
Yeah. Uh, she was she was on the cover of a rat album and then she was in a video for for White Snake. I know I know that much at least. There may be more. And she was also married to David Coverdale for a while. Uh, that I didn't know. Yeah, she she was. Uh, I think at the time of the videos, she was married to him, which is probably why she was in the videos. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm I'm not familiar. I I, I mean, I've seen or seen the full thing. Right. All right. Last but not least, here Rob Farr, who is best known as the bass player for Warrior, has passed away at the age of fifty-eight. He died peacefully in his sleep and was found dead on Sunday morning, May 9th, after last playing a gig with his cover band Radio 80s two nights earlier at the Kraken in Cardiff by the Sea, California, on Friday, May 7th. Damn. Yep, no cause of death revealed for him either. But that's it for obituaries. Okay, well, get the bad out of the way. Well, we can continue with a little bit more bad getting into the, to the general news here. It's a little bit of a mixed bag here about good and bad. So, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Carol King, Con Rudgren, and Tina Turner will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Additionally, LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and Randy Rhodes will receive the Musical Excellence Award. Kraftwerk, Gil Scott Heron, and Charlie Patton will get the Early Influence Award. And Sussex Records founder Clarence Avant will be given the Amert Amit Erkin Award. Mm -hmm. uh, the induction ceremony will be held at Cleveland, Ohio's Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on October 30th. And it's going to be on HBO. It usually is. Okay. So Foo Fires in, cool. Iron Maiden, not in. What the fuck? I mean, I, I, I don't care at this point. So, <laughs> I think is I I think I I was reading like some of the comments on on the blabbermouth uh, thing about this, and someone mentioned, and I think we have mentioned it multiple times that they really should just name change the name of it from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the Music Hall of Fame. It would be more, I think it's better that way, only because you know some of the musicians we're talking about here are not rock and roll like at all. Yeah, it should just be the Music Hall of Fame. You know, I think it, I think people would tend to, to be a little bit more open minded to it if it was it was called that. But when you specifically put a, a genre of music on in front of that and then you don't induct people who are very influential to that particular genre and you induct people who are not influential to that particular genre or even involved, I think it just makes it um it doesn't it doesn't have any kind of credibility. Yeah. So Yeah, I gotcha. But uh, we didn't even talk about when they were when Iron Maiden was nominated because it was Iron Maiden, Foo Fighters, and fucking I think even Rage Against Machine nominated for the Hall of Fame. And of course, Rage Against Machine and Iron Maiden, from what the last time I saw, they didn't even get like even the top five percent of votes. So it's it's really no surprise, but so it goes. Yeah. So we got that out of the way. All right, Roy Mayorga has announced that he will rejoin Ministry on the band's fall 2021 tour. He previously played with Ministry from 2016 to 2017 and appeared on the American album, which came out in March of 2018. Roy Mayorga is busy because Stone Sour is on hiatus, and apparently he was the fill-in drummer for Hell Yeah, and they are now officially on hiatus as well. Especially wow. with the Mudman reunion. 
So he's, he's got a little bit of time. Yep. All right, so we're going to talk about this particular uh, channel a couple times here. Uh, the channel's called Reels. Uh, it's R-E-E-L-Z, and it's a cable okay. network. And they have uh, several documentaries coming out. So, of course, like I would put the, I copied and pasted these into our script as they were coming out, as I was reading them. So they're a little out of order. Um, but there, there's several that we're going to talk about here. So the first one coming up, uh, this one already has premiered on May 9th. It's the Chris Cornell Life, Death, and Money. So the official description from the, uh, from the reels is, quote, when grunge icon and former Soundgarden frontman Chris Cornell dies from suicide in the middle of a tour in May of 2017, the world is caught completely off guard. According to Chris's will, his sole beneficiaries are widow Vicky and their two children, along with the Cornell family trust. But soon after his untimely death, the first of many bitter estate battles would surface. We've, all, we've been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. After his death, it was estimated Cornell's estate would be worth more than $60 million, including homes in Rome, Paris, and New York, as well as vintage sports cars, custom motorcycles, 13 music awards, numerous guitars, and what would become the high-profile focal point of one estate battle, several unreleased Soundgarden songs, potentially worth millions of dollars. While the biggest fight over money would be between Vicky and the surviving members of Soundgarden over the band's unreleased tracks, the original feud to make headlines involving Cornell's first wife and former manager, Susan Silver, who goes to court demanding a piece of his estate, seeking money for their daughter, Lillian's college tuition. So there's a whole fucking documentary about that. Wow. Yeah. So, yes. So it's not about Chris Cornell, really. No, it's about the aftermath of his death. So someone sat there and said, we need a documentary about this. We'll leave the documentary about the man himself to somebody more suited. Probably, yeah. That is ridiculous. Well, they have some interesting ones coming up. When we get to them, you'll see. Okay. But next up, according to Rolling Stone, Red Hot Chili Peppers are selling their publishing rights to Hypnosis Songs Fund for around $140 million. Another one of the bands selling their publishing rights. Making that money, I guess. Uh, Making that money. Making that money. Here's an interesting one. Diversion Podcast, which is a division of Diversion Media, has announced the launch of Backstage, the Devil in Metal. Hosted by best-selling author and music journalist John Wiederhorn, this 12-episode podcast offers a -a one-of-a-kind journey through the history and culture of heavy metal. The podcast explores elements of darkness and extremism in the music and examines how a generation of rebellious rockers took the phrase sex, drugs, and rock and roll to an entirely new level. For the past 30 years... Wheelhorn has interviewed the biggest names of metal, and now for the first time, listeners will be able to hear exclusive, never-before-heard audio from members of Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Metallica, Dio, Pantera, Slayer, Lamb of God, Anthrax, Motley Crue, Kiss, Slipknot, Megadeth, and many more, as they share outrageous, uncensored, and sometimes unholy experiences from their lives in metal. Now that's cool. Um, it's just, um, you know, with all these with all these cool bands, a lot of them are, have lengthy careers, and you know, I feel like if unless the episodes of the podcast are like six hours long, twelve episodes is not going to be enough for for you know oh, enough sure. to be really happy. Oh well, maybe it's just the beginning. You know, uh, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just the first twelve episodes yeah. of a series that you continue, you plan to continue, depending on the success. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe one day, maybe one day he can get to one hundred fifty-five. 
just like us. Yeah, yeah you, you know what? That that takes years. It takes going nearly six years. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. All right, uh, Sin Hugh or, or Sin uh, Quirin. Uh, he has announced his departure from industry. The guitarist who has played with the Industrial Metal Pioneers on and off since 2007 confirmed his split with ministry in a post on his personal Facebook page on Friday, May 14th. No, uh, I think it was more personal reasons than anything else. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I've heard some things about uh, Al Jurgensen. Yeah. All right, next one up from our Reels uh, TV station. Freddie Mercury, Inside His Mind, will premiere on Sunday, May 16th, which is today. Uh, the Freddie Mercury, Inside His Mind, examines the wondrous world Freddie built for himself through creating multiple personas that he used to manage vulnerabilities that afflicted him since he was a child. Combined with personal stories from those who knew and worked with uh, Mercury, including childhood friends, his personal assistant for more than a decade, Peter Freestone, and road manager Peter Hintz, here in Mercury's own words, his struggle with creating and maintaining alternate personas, including finding himself lost in the ravenous indulges of excessive sex and drugs. So this one's actually kind of interesting. I'm 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 on board with this. Yeah, and I think it, the the main player in this one, uh, when I read it about it, is actually like um, a noted psychiatrist. So it's not mm -hmm. like it was just some random dude who put this together. It was like it was you know it was meticulously done by a professional yeah and that's and that's cool uh, if it if it definitely if it, if it like a professional and everything and they're really just kind of evaluating however i do feel that like uh, it will be interesting but it some things about it will likely make me mad and i don't know why yet i just <laughs> you have to you have to sit down and think about it or see it first and then realize yeah why I, mean, I, I, I really feel i have to see it before i can i can say one way or the, of course you you have to you can't you can't review something until you've seen it but i mean like i just feel like with with it being related to mental health i feel like something could piss me off right okay all right what we got next okay so cradle of filth has announced the addition of keyboardist annabelle iris iratney iratney yeah um to the band's ranks. She has previously played alongside Cradle Filth frontman Danny Filth in Devilement, as well as her own group, uh, Veil. Uh, she made her uh, live debut with Cradle Filth on Wednesday, May 12th, during the band's live stream concert. Uh, she joined Cradle Filth as a replacement for Lindsay Schoolcraft, who announced her departure from the group in February of 2020 after a seven year run. Now, this is the news that made my week. Right here. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can I can hear you just drooling on this one. Oh dude, it was the best. Adult Swim announced it will produce a new original movie based on the hit original series Metalocalypse. The movie will be released globally on Blu-ray and DVD and on digital transactional video on demand. I never even heard of that, but okay. And electric sell through EST. All right. Uh, for a 90-day exclusive window, followed by a pre uh, followed by premieres on HBO Max and Adult Swim. Like I'm super excited for this. I can't wait because I have HBO Max, Adult Swim. All the Adult Swim stuff is on HBO Max now. It's fucking great. Uh, but the movie synopsis is the Power Hungry Tribunal unveils their secret and deadly Falcon-backed project as the world grows and embattled 
chaos and the menacing doom star breaches the Earth's atmosphere, while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Death Clock. Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Togi Wartooth, can Death Clock choose between their egos and the greater good of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write the song that will be their salvation? Fucking awesome. It, it sounds ridiculously epic, and this means that I have to catch up on So. Oh, dude. Like, I, I finally watched the Doomstar Requiem, which is like their hour-long opera. Because, uh, again, it's on HBO Max, and we have it now. And it was so fucking good. It just reminded me of why the show was so amazing. And the fact that they're doing a movie now so many years later, and I'm still so pumped for it. Because I, I, I told you, I think I talked to you about this before, is that they closed off one storyline while leaving a cliffhanger for another one to kind of finish off things. And I felt satisfied with it. But now we're going to get that fucking final closure. And whoever, like, whatever happens, it's going to be probably, like, let's say a minimum of an hour and a half. That's a lot of fucking... Uh, that's a lot of time for a show that was based on, like, you know, 15-minute clips originally. So this is going to be fucking huge for them. I'm super pumped. I'm excited, but I'm also excited for the fact that they also announced a uh, another Aqua Teen movie. Yes, in the same, in the same announcement. So they got three movies coming yeah. out for Metal Swim. It's, it's the Metalocalypse, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and the Venture Brothers, which I never watched, yeah. but I heard was very good. I watched like an episode or two and I laughed. So there you go. So, yeah. So it's just it's just a, it's just good news for the Adult Swim in our generation from the Adult Swim era because yeah. like I feel that I think a lot of our shows probably got canceled too soon. So that's that's to be said about a lot of good shows. Oh, for sure. All right. The last bit of general news here I have is actually just a rehash of uh, something we already talked about with Rory Mayorga. So we're going to keep on going here. Yep. All right, so nothing uh, nothing new with books for the first time in a while. So, uh, But we do have some not spreading the disease, of course. You know, we're still feeling the fallout, although there's a lot of new stuff coming out as far as tours go, which we'll get into. But Deep Purple has rescheduled its UK tour for 2022. Of course, the British high rock legends were due to embark on a world tour in 2020, but were forced to delay the jaunt due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Extended dates were announced for this year, kicking off in October 2021, but they've been moved once again to next year. And, of course, Motley Crue's The Stadium Tour with Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett, and the Black Hearts has officially been postponed until 2022. Oh, oh no. Devastating. Oh, no. Just fucking prolonging our suffering with Motley Crue. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure I know somebody who wants to go to who like has tickets or is planning to go to that show, and she's probably pissed now. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. Just, I, I'm hoping that they can, you know, that everyone can kind of live until then. Yeah, I think I think we'll I think we'll manage. Seeing that they you were know, supposed to be re- retired, you know, they yeah. weren't supposed to be touring ever again. Yada yada yada. Oh. I think the only person who I'd actually want to see on that You cut out there, but I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said that I, I think the only person on that list that I would actually see was Joan Jett. You know what's really funny? Yeah, I would definitely enjoy seeing Joan Jett. Yeah, it'd you be know, fun. I don't, I don't have any desire to see Poison or Def Leppard, and definitely no desire to see Motley Crue. I mean, 
they they put on good shows, I'm sure, or Motley Crue did for the most part. <laughs> Fuck you, Vince Neil. But um, <laughs> but you know, it's just I I went I wouldn't go see Def Leppard. I I still have not made my way toward that camp, and I probably won't yeah. in their lifetime. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I will say until the end of time that Pour Some Sugar on Me is a terrible fucking song. It, right? Fucking oh, hell. It's so bad. So annoying. So annoying. All right. Let's continue here. He's the one they call Dr. Phil not so good. Speaking of fucking Motley Crue. Former Skid Row singer Johnny Solinger, Solinger has announced that he is suffering from liver failure. Uh, he was a member of Skid Row from 1999 to 2015 and appeared on the Thick Skin and Revolutions Per Minute album, as well as United World Rebellion and Rise of the Damnation Army EPs. He revealed his diagnosis in a social media post on Saturday, May 8th. That's the, that, uh, I mean, my concern is the the cause of it. Yeah. Yeah, liver failure, you kind of just immediately associate with alcohol abuse. Well, yes, but you also can associate that with um, with improper medication. Oh. oh, true, true. You're absolutely right. That is typically a, a side effect, isn't it? Yes, and indeed it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but uh, here's hoping that things improve. Of course. All right, no one's getting any better at the moment. No one's been breaking the law. Metallica hasn't been breaking any shit, so it's kind of been a boring couple weeks here. Mm. But let's get to some feuding. Feuding. All right. So confidential settlement in a lawsuit in which she accused of of over-prescribing million-dollar settlement, I, I, or at least in the high hundred thousand. I always wonder, you know, considering how long I've been sitting here putting time into trying to get my license, I wonder why certain people risk their licenses like that. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm sitting – like, here's my big worry. Like, I'm going to get my license, and then, like, a week later, I'm going to get fucking arrested for something. <laughs> <laughs> Three days in, like fuck. Yeah, I'm so, I was like 50 years away from retirement. <laughs> 50 years. God damn, that's hilarious. That's funny. All right. Uh, also in the department here, according to City News Services, as a late dying frontman, Tim Lambesis has been sued. By a woman who claims she suffered second degree burns when he sprayed a flammable liquid into a fire pit at his parents' house at the end of last year. The incident occurred on December 20, uh, December 12, 2020, when Vivian Barcina was allegedly standing near the fire pit and Limbisa squirted an accelerant into it, causing flames to explode out an upper arm, back, and midsection. Lambesis's parents were also named as defendants in the lawsuit. So. Tim has decided that if he wants to kill someone, he's, he's no longer going to hire someone. He's just going to do it himself. 
and also kind of suffer like and also kill himself because he suffered third degree burns over like a quarter of his body during this incident. It's just uh, what a way to enjoy being uh, out of jail. Yeah, uh, right. Like, bro, yeah. of all things. And I, I'm sure, and I'm sure that Pat O'Brien from Cannibal Corpse was like, "That's not how you do it." <laughs> That's not a fire. This is a fire. <laughs> Fucking pussy. <laughs> All right, we got some alcoholica news here. Uh, Brewdog, which is the leading global craft brewer and the world's only carbon negative beer brand, is teaming up with Iron Maiden, one of the world's most successful and revered rock bands, to launch Hellcat, an Indian pale lager. In fall of 2021, uh, together the two of them are bringing their respective ex- expertise to unite and excite craft beer lovers. So of course it's going to add to the be kind of complementary to the trooper line of beers that they already have going on right now. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I wonder with, with a band like Iron Maiden, how how much bank they're making off of this kind of thing, right? I, I they like. Obviously, they, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say, honestly. I, 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 if I ever have a band, I want to be as entrepreneurial. I'm just surprised that Kiss isn't more involved in like the alcohol, the alcohol trade. But then again, Gene Simmons is like a staunch like non-alcoholic. Yeah. So, so that would probably make a little bit less sense for them to get involved in that sort of thing, considering what they put their names on. You know. Yeah. And I also think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that alcohol is part of the reason why, like, Ace Frehley was so problematic back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've always said that he always had issues. So I'm sure that it definitely did not help his case with Gene and Paul. All right, ready for some merchandising here? I am. All right, check this shit out. Blind Guardian have teamed up with Berlin Coffee Roasters 19 Grams to develop a coffee that really makes a splash and lives up to the name of Espresso. Uh, from the 19 Grams website, beforehand, we had an intense discussion, an intensive discussion about what makes a good coffee. It is important to Blind Guardian and us as roasters that the coffee not only tastes great, but that it is also produced responsibly. That's why we chose a, spe- a specialty coffee where the origin is clear, where the farmers are paid fairly, and where the soil is not depleted. And here it is, the Majesty Roast. Their bourbon beans have been sourced from India and bring flavors of chocolate, hazelnut, almond, and spices to your cup, which gives the coffee the taste and the kick that you expect from a brilliant espresso. Crafted like a long guitar solo, roasted with skill and perseverance, this espresso is now your perfect start to the day after a, an after-dinner treat or a little kick whenever you want. For more information, visit 9 Grams. Dot coffee. So, is that something that we're going to be pursuing? I would say so. I would say that we should. I mean, I haven't had an espresso in a while, and, you know, espressos are far more concentrated and far stronger uh, cup of coffee. That's why they drink it in so small batches, but I am definitely down for trying it. Plus, it gives us an opportunity to try a different uh, form of coffee brewing. See that you and I have done the fresh, pre- the French press, the cold brew, drip coffee. This we can use the Bialetti for. Yeah, and you have one, right? Oh, I most certainly do. I have the big one. <laughs> okay. 
Well, there's a, there's there's a handful of things that I've been uh, I've been looking to to get our hands on for future tries videos. But this just kind of adds to it. So. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited to to do one today after we record the podcast and tonight for dinner. Yeah, I'm pumped for that because you know I am always down for barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, I I just um, that's one thing I wish more bands did were barbecue sauces. But spoiler, we're we're doing a barbecue sauce. Um, oh, we talked but... about that on the last video. I don't even remember. Oh yeah, we did. Okay, either way, spoiler. Um, <laughs> but with with that with that in mind, like I, I the ones we've tried so far, we've we've done how many so far? Barbecue sauces. I think there's at least two. Because remember, we did Jim Ross's, and then we did somebody else's. We did. Okay, we did the. Oh, the Nickel McBrain one, right? No, no, no. Yeah, that, the barbecue that's place. Today's. Oh, um, we did the one from the guy from Obituary. Oh yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 um, yes. But aside from that, I can only think of one more. I've only been able to find one more. So, um, yeah, that 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 front is uh, is lacking, and I would like it to be, you know, not lacking. That would be nice. Yes. Like I can definitely go for a Pantera fucking barbecue sauce because you know Texas. I just wonder what what it would taste like. I don't know. I mean. I I I know that I think in the in the the mashed potatoes books. And correct me if I'm wrong. That there's a there's a recipe from Vinnie Paul for wings in there. Uh, I'm not or, sure about Vinnie Paul for wings. There is something from Rex Brown for for a barbecue. Okay, I think maybe Vinnie Paul had his own cookbook. Maybe that might be what I'm thinking of. That does actually so kind of sound familiar. Yeah, because I remember him. I remember him being very involved with his with his uh his clubs and the food. Uh, if I remember correctly, and I think he had his own cookbook at one point. Mm. All right, so no puzzles. Uh, commercial break here. Uh, commercial break here. Um, as we lead into the commercial break, let me say that uh, now when I go to shows, I bring my samples of hot sauce with me. They are my personal samples from my fridge, so um, I bring them with me, and I pretty much intend to start bringing a little sign to encourage people to sample it and also uh, something to uh, like eat it on. I, I yeah. bought, when I went to Fitzgerald's this past week, um, I bought a little bag of chips for it to be tried. Um, but I need to kind of encourage people to sample it because of the fact that a lot of people think that I'm selling it. It's like, nope, I am not selling it. It's just yeah, just looking for re reactions, buddy. Yep. And uh, so far, I've had one person try it, so that's good. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. All right, and now commercial break. Greetings, metalheads. Dan Mac here, and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meal, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. So we're up to record release news here, so let's get to 
studio albums had PE have revealed details of their upcoming Sand Mine EP, set for release on July 23rd via Sun uh, Suburban Noise Records. Head PE will commemorate the new release by Hitting the Road, starting July 23rd in Las Vegas, Nevada, for a month-long headlining tour. The tour will also mark the first time the band performed tracks off their critically acclaimed 12th studio album, Class of 2020, which was released last year. Uh, I don't have much of a relationship with Head PE. I remember just the, the one album more specifically. I think it was Broke. It came out yeah. right around the time I graduated high school. Yeah. Uh, I was I was kind of into that like that summer. Yeah. I will oh, say that though, I did see them live. Oh yeah. Yeah, they um, uh, they opened for Power Man Five Thousand. Oh okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Inve Malmsteen will release his new studio album titled Parabellum on July twenty third via Music Theories Recordings mascot label group. He is your god. He is your god. Mayhem returned this year with an EP called Atavistic Black Disorder Commando with additional material from the Damon session, including a homage of ba uh, to bands that laid the foundation for what was to come. The EP will be released on July 9th. Andrew WK released his fifth full-length studio rock album, God is Partying, on September 10th via Napalm Records. Oh, how does he have time to do that when he's fucking Cat Denning? Right? Right? I know. Good for him. Good for him. Resurrection Kings, the project featuring Craig Goldie on guitar, Chaz West on vocals, and Vinnie Apice on drums, will release its sophomore album, Sky Gazer, on July 16th via Frontiers Music. The follow-up to 2015's self-titled debut picks up where the LP left off, offering a magnificent set of songs with big, heavy riffs coupled with loads of catchy hooks and melodies. Melodies? What are melodies? Melodies. <laughs> this, no. You know, they're, they're the, the opposite of uptight Ds. Yeah. But uh, this this sounds pretty cool. Vinny Epstein, great drum, of course. Uh, Craig Goldie, I'm... He, um, I'm not a fan of all the work he did with Dio, but like the guitar work on Magica in particular, fuck yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Sodom will release a new EP, Bombingahal. I'm gonna go with that on August 20th via Steamhammer SPV. The effort will be made available on CD, 12 inch vinyl, and a digital download. The pre sale will start on May 21st. Misha Mansour. Uh, is set to release his first proper solo album using the longtime Bulb moniker that earned him internet fame in his pre-periphery days. The LP, Moderately Fast and Adequately Furious, arrives on July 16th via Three Dot Recordings. I just really love that title, by the way. Moderately Fast, Adequately Furious? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's likely going to be the name of the Fast and Furious series one get to like number 15 oh yeah or like you know when they hit like rocky five thousand level oh yeah oh yeah I mean, <laughs> depends on who you ask they're already at that pretty much yeah all right filter has announced a worldwide deal with golden robot records and the band's new album which is tentatively titled america is expected before the end of the year i wish a better band was naming their album america 
Yeah. Born of Osiris has announced its eagerly awaited album, Angel or Alien, which will be out on July 2nd via Sumerian Records. Cool. And last but not least here, KK's Priest, which is the new band featuring former Judas Priest members KK Downing and Tim Ripper Owens, along with guitarist AJ Mills from Hostile, bassist Tony Newton from Voodoo Six, and drummer Sean Elb from Death Riders and Cage, will release its debut album, Sermons of the Sinner on August 20th via Explorer One Music Group. Have you heard this track yet? I have not. Have you? Neither neither have I. I've been wanting to. You know, it's one that I meant to. And, like, there was a shiny object. And, you, you know. <laughs> Squirrel! Yeah, I fucking get it. Because the same thing, like, I've been hearing very good things about the new Fear Factory song that, that was released this week, and I have not had a chance to go ahead and listen to it. So, but the thing is, like, I'm also, I also... I tend to not do that. I tend to want to hear things in context. So when they release singles, I tend to not listen to them. You know, I wait for the album. I, I, I'm not, I'm the opposite, really. I mean, or really? I'm, not, I'm more so indifferent. There's, I like to be able to hear a track, especially because of the fact that we, we don't know what this is going to sound like. So I want to have a, an idea of it. But usually I feel like in a lot of cases, the the single that they choose for things is either like very much a hit or very much a miss. Uh, like, there are those albums where like the the track that they they give out for a single is like the worst track on the album. You know, the thing I think the thing that turned me off to the whole thing about listening to a track before the album came out was when Nightwish uh, released "Endless Forms Most Beautiful," uh, their first album with Floor, and their single was Elon. And listening to that, it's like, man, this is kind of boring. This sucks. Yeah. And I was just very upset with it as a standalone track. But then when I listened to it in context of the whole fucking album, I enjoyed it so much better. So, like, the, like in the single turned me off initially, but then, like, in context of everything else, it was great. So that kind of turned me off to the whole, like, you know, listening to it before it's released kind of thing. Uh... <laughs> I actually kind of like that song. And no, I like I, it. I like it a lot better now. But by itself, if like the whole album was like that, I don't think I would have enjoyed it at all. Uh, I don't really have much to say about that album, to be honest. I have, I, I haven't had much explanation for the album, so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't say much about it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, you ready to uh, get into some recorded live shit? Yeah. All right, so one of the biggest free concerts in history, which was the Rolling Stones' legendary performance at the famed Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro on February 8th of 2006, was a historic event, a critical moment in rock and roll history. Now, the Rolling Stones and Mercury Studios were released for the first time. This complete concert film remixed, re-edited, and remastered. A Bigger Bang, live on Copacabana Beach, will be available on July 9th uh, on multiple formats, including DVD and two CDs, Blu-ray and two CDs, two DVDs and two CDs, Deluxe, three LPs pressed on blue, yellow, and green vinyl, three LP pressed on clear vinyl, exclusive to Sound of Vinyl, and also, of course, a digital download. That's a lot of D. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This one's fucking crazy, though. Crazy. Okay. 
Pearl Jam has once again made history, this is Pearl Jam, releasing a digital collection of music from a staggering 186 live shows that include 5,404 individual tracks. Spanning two, decade, two decades of shows with gargantuan drop, con, gargantuan drop consists of the most... Okay, I'm sorry. Spanning two decades of shows, this gargantuan drop consists of the most sought-after bootlegs from fan-favorite tours during 2000, 2003, 2008, and 2013. The release is sure to appeal to the band's die-hard fan base while also giving access to a new generation of Pearl Jam fans in the streaming era. Um, I mean, this is kind of like when they did it way back when, uh, just, you know, on a much larger scale. Yeah, it's uh, fucking huge. Yeah, like, they're kind of, they're kind of, like, looking at the Grateful Dead, like, pussies. Um, well, the thing is, like, Metallica is something very similar to this for their fan club. Like, like I think, at least, like, for the shows that, like, I think for a while there, like, when Metallica would go on tour, you would buy tickets to the show, you would get their latest album for free, and you also get a digital download for your particular show. Like you're able to download your show's um, uh, performance and whatnot, but I think for fan club members, you have the option to go into what I think is their vault or something like that, where you can download any number of shows from the last thirty to forty fucking years. Like whatever they have bootlegs for, whatever they recorded in the last thirty years, you can have, you can get that. It's fucking insane. So this is like the same idea. They're just doing it. They're just releasing it globally instead of it being an exclusive thing. Awesome. Which is super fucking cool. That is cool. Um, real quick about Pearl Jam. Uh, did you see that they released uh, MTV Unplugged as a CD, finally? Yes. Yes, I did. I saw that. It was a couple – I think I listened – I think we talked about it maybe briefly on the podcast, but that was a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Uh, I listened to it on Spotify, of course, and it's so good. And I, yeah. wish, I wish they did that for all of them. Most of them. Yeah, most of them. Like, I, like, Live did one that was really good. Even the whole Unplugged was really fucking good. Stone Temple Pilots, the classic. Why is that not on fucking CD? You know? Yeah. They, they, all, those, all of those shows. Like, actually, you know what? Any, like, really cool acoustic show like that from those bands should be uh, available somehow. But I guess right now all we have is essentially bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. But, man. That Unplug series, that was something special. I'm right back in the day. I've been talking like an old man here. But <laughs> in my day. I mean, seriously though, back when MTV played music, remember? <laughs> remember? Oh, wait. wait, what the hell is MTV? Exactly. All right, let's continue on here before I get too nostalgic and start crying. Devin Townsend has been using the COVID-19 downtime to work on new material for upcoming albums, and for a current lack of touring possibilities and encounters with fans on the road, he decided to do a series of live albums, quarantine albums, and generally interesting projects that keep people entertained while he's busy on his next larger releases. The series is called The Devolution Series, and the second release under the Devolution Series moniker will be the Devolution Series Number 2, Galactic Quarantine, uh, which is scheduled for release on June 25th. It was recorded in 2020 in various places around the world as a replacement show for the COVID uh, affected, uh, the COVID affected Empath Volume Two European tour and canceled summer festivals. It originally aired on September 5th, 2020, on Stageit.com. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's always got something up his sleeve. He's probably just sitting there like behind 
behind his uh, camera doing like whatever like little uh, shows he does, you know, like little demonstrations and whatnot. Turns off the camera. I'm gonna drop a load on you, nerds. <laughs> he presses enter send. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot to throw off the camera. <laughs> Nuts in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just teabagging you with my skills. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rewind, replay, rebound, reissued. Uh, Dream Theater have announced the Lost Not Forgotten Archives. This fresh collaboration between the band and record label Inside Out Music will see the Virtuosic Quintet's longstanding East Jam Records uh, catalog reissued, alongside with some brand new additions to this special collector series. Uh, Yish Jam is the label imprint which um, Dream Theater has been using for years to release official bootlegs of live recordings. And of course, it is Majesty, spelled backwards, which was Dream Theater's original band name. And now it's the name of a coffee. Yeah. But uh, I think there's one thing that was really, that was announced to be released through this uh, this uh, Lost But Not Forgotten Archives thing. Um, I think it was Images and Words. Uh, live a full album live performance from like 2000 something uh, in Japan, so that should be coming out relatively soon. Very nice. Yes, sir. All right. So we're into the, a little bit of extras here. So the good that men and women do, nothing. Greedy ass motherfuckers. Nothing. However, we are into crowdfunding tracker, so let's start with a new one. Uh, Sacred Right frontman Phil Rin has launched a GoFundMe campaign for his wife, Sandy, who is facing a long recovery after a brain injury. So let's check in with them. Their goal as of, the, of, this, of this moment is $100,000. Uh, they have raised uh, $69,110 so far. What was so the amount again? Uh, their goal is 100000 they have raised sixty nine thousand one hundred and ten. Wow, that's actually a good amount. I was gonna say that's about seventy percent. That's pretty goddamn good, especially with such a high number, like fucking a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's fucking crazy how much fucking you know life saving things cost. Uh, but we're gonna do a quick check in with everybody else. We have uh, Tom Hunting from um, Exodus, uh, helping with his cancer battle. His goal, of course, was $50,000, but he has raised 91932 so he has almost doubled his goal. Excellent. Um, still talking about Handy Peaceville, uh, ground floor disabled access bathroom and bedroom. His goal is 15,000 pounds. He has raised 10621 so he's at 70% of his goal. Okay. Justin Bartlett Cancer Fund. His goal is at is sixty thousand dollars. He has raised fifty seven thousand sixty four dollars, so he's quite close to getting his goal. And last but not least, here we've been talking about this gentleman for a while, but Paul Diano is looking for some help with his long overdue knee surgeries. He is uh, his goal is twenty thousand pounds. He has raised ten thousand three hundred uh, ten thousand six hundred thirty seven, which is just fifty three percent of his goal. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, but true. Still, still not going very far, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I got a follow up on on mine from last time. Um, new Sound of Thunder album, Crimson Cult, and all the cool shit that they give with that. 
Um, now, when we spoke last time, they had already reached their goal, so there was yeah. really in me announcing it. However, I'm kind of excited because they always set up stretch goals. So their goal was forty thousand. For yes, forty thousand. They're currently at fifty-eight thousand two hundred and twenty-six with twelve days to go. And their stretch goals, the highest stretch goal is so they may reach all of their stretch goals. You cut out a little bit. So what was their, their stretch goal? The largest one? The largest goal uh, stretch goal is sixty thousand. And they're at fifty eight already. And they're at fifty eight thousand already with twelve. Oh, shit. Nice. So they may they may get everything. Very cool. Yep. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um uh, one of the one of the cool things that I'm happy about is that um, they're going to have uh, vinyl color options, so um, you get to pick the color that you want. Cool. So this motherfucker's getting a blue one if there's blue. <laughs> nice. Very very cool. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's the only one. Okay. All right. So. You already said what the shit you want. You want a blue fucking vinyl from sound from a sound of thunder. <laughs> I want all the things. Um, actually, no. Right now, I want a fucking hammock. <laughs> we have a hammock. Bitch, why don't you tell me these things? Lindsay got it for Brandy for Christmas. You were there. Oh, oh, I, I, that was like I thought that was a like camping thing. It's a it's a camping hammock. You have to hang it between two trees. Like, are you looking oh. for one that's freestanding? Yeah, I'm looking for one that's freestanding. I'm gonna put it under the tree. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna sit with my dog and read books. That, that does sound very peaceful. I know. <laughs> my life is stressful. <laughs> that's shit I want. Shit I want. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, all right. So I don't have anything on my list of things that I want at the moment okay so but have you gone down any rabbit holes recently just the sound of thunder one yeah 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 i i've been i've been stuck in like a rotation of three particular cds um that i put in my cd player because i moved the cd player from my from my house into my gym and i put three cds in there and i haven't changed them in like two weeks and those three cds are asteroid air baroness purple and machine head the blackening so when I don't know what I want to listen to on my on my fucking uh, Spotify, or if I have nothing, or if I just don't have any focus on the picking songs, I just turn that on. I go through all three albums in a workout session, and uh, I've been using it as a timekeeper. Mm-hmm. That that's been like the only form of a rabbit hole I've been in. Yeah, I haven't really, I haven't taken the opportunity. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping, you know, I'm 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 trying to get caught up with work today so that way the week i can have a little bit more time and uh do some exploration uh all right you ready for some touring news yes all right so things are trying to change or shifting again uh we have nothing for drive-ins we have nothing for the comfort of your homes but we have festival news all right so the misfits have replaced mike Chemical Romance on the billing of this year's Aftershock Festival set to take place on October 7th through the 10th at Discovery Park in Sacramento, California. My Chemical Romance has uh, canceled its appearance at Aftershock after announcing that it was postponing its reunion tour until 2022. 
All right. Now, here we go into some actual fucking festivals. An incredible music lineup has been announced for the sixth Louder Than Life Festival, set to take place on September 23rd through the 26th, 2021, at Highland Festival Grounds in Kentucky. Um, Metallica, who are playing two nights with two unique sets, Nine Inch Nails and Korn will headline the largest rock festival in America, which will also feature performances from Judas Priest, Snoop Dogg, Gang's Addiction, Stained, Rise Against, Mudvayne, Cypress Hill, Machine Gun Kelly, Anthrax, Gojira, Ghost Mane, Seether, Pennywise, Beartooth, The Distillers, Killswitch Engage, and many, many more. So here's here's a list. I'm going to go day by day here about what's yeah. slated. And I just kind of I cut it at bands when I stopped recognizing the names. All right. So yeah. it's on Thursday, September 23rd is Corn, Stained, Cypress Hill, Anthrax, Beartooth, Seven Dust, Knock Loose, Wage War, Helmet, and Escape the Fate, plus more. Friday, September 24th, is Metallica, Jane's Addiction, Rise Against, Gojira, Killswitch Engage, Star Set, and Avatar. Saturday, December tw- uh, September 25th, is Nine Inch Nails, Snoop Dogg, Machine Gun Kelly, Ghost Mane, The Distillers, Asking Alexandria, Grandson, Code Orange, Ice Nine Kills, and The Butcher Babies. And Sunday, September 26th, is Metallica, Judas Priest, Mudvayne, Seether, Pennywise, Skillet, Sabaton, Mammoth, WVH and Fozzy. I think each day has a decent lineup, like, but each day also has like two that I could totally do without. So like, oh, yeah. they're, each each day is like close to perfection, but you know, just like hey, while you're having a good time, let me throw this in. Yeah, like I'm looking at Sunday as being probably one of the better lineups with Metallica, Priest, Mudvayne, and Sabaton. And um, then Friday would be another one with Metallica, uh, Gojira, and Killswitch Engage. But then again, Thursday is pretty good too because I can always I can always see Corn. They're always enjoyable. The Anthrax, Seven Dust, you know, shit. I mean, it's a good mix of bands for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up here we got. Nine Inch Nails will headline the Riot Festival's 2021 edition alongside the Smashing Pumpkins and Run the Jewels. New additions for this uh, this September's festival include Faith No More, a recently reunited Mr. Bungle, Devo, No Effects, Dinosaur Jr., The Ghost Inside, Motion City Soundtrack, along with many others. So uh, Mike Patton's pulling double duty uh, on that particular festival. That that seems like a pretty badass festival, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, right right from the beginning, they mentioned National Space No More and Mr. Bungle. Right there, I'm in. You know, it's over three days, so it's not sure, like, when where Faith No More and Mr. Bungle lie in the three days. But, fuck. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Uh, last but not least, here, the annual Monsters of Rock Cruise is returning in 2022 to celebrate its 10th anniversary. Departing out of Miami, Florida, promoter on... The b- promoter on the blue announced that a five-day, five-night, full-trip cater uh, charter cruise will set sail February 9th to the 14th aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Visit two ports in Coco Cay, Bahamas, and uh, a place in Haiti. And features and featured performance from rock icon Alice Cooper, along with performances from 35 other artists. I mean, you had me at Alice Cooper and Cruise. I figured so. as much, yeah. Yeah. I need to go All on right. a cruise. Damn it. 
I, I keep hearing good things. I keep hearing good things. Yeah. Of course, um, my luck will be on the one that capsided. <laughs> or everyone gets food poisoning or, like, you know, another pandemic would happen and you're stuck on the boat for three months or something like that. Man. Man. It's like, did I just turn you off to cruises completely? No. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm in. Fuck. All right. Regular touring news here. Gojira have announced details of a fall U.S. headline to- uh, tour. The new dates, which will feature special guests Knock Loose and Alien Weaponry, are set to kick off on October 11th in Salt Lake City, Utah, at the Union, and continue through a performance at Cleveland, Ohio's The Agora on October 29th. No San Antonio mm-hmm. dates. Yeah, I was going to say no San Antonio date. All the stuff that we're going to talk about, except where I, where I make mention of it, uh, most of the shows are going to happen either Dallas, Houston, Austin, and occasionally like somewhere just outside of another place in Texas. Man, There's nothing bullshit. here in San Antonio. Fucking bullshit. Like this one here. Megadeth Lamb of God have announced to reschedule dates for the Metal Tour of the Year. Joining them, as previously planned, will be special guest Trivium and In Flames, heralding the long-awaited return to the stage for these bands who are very, who are every bit as excited about these historic and not-to-be-missed shows as fans are. Yeah, and 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 they're not coming here. So fuck you, Dave, and fuck you, Dave. Fuck. Goddamn. Everclear has announced the return of its Summerland tour in 2021, featuring fellow noted rock acts Living Color, Hoobastank, and Weedus. Kicking off this July, the tour will make its way through cities such as Atlantic City, Houston, Cincinnati, and Fort Wayne to name a few, and will eventually extend through September and early October as COVID-19 mandates are lifted and more dates are added. You know, that one, that one could stay away, except, like, maybe, like, as they're kind of venturing near Texas, Living Color can just kind of come visit. And like, like a one-off? Yeah, I can definitely yeah. deal with that. Yeah, they, they, they conveniently get lost. They should have made that left turn in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beartooth has announced the U.S. headline Below tour taking place this summer. The trek kicks off on August 14th in Las Vegas and winds through the country before wrapping in Grand Rapids, Michigan on September 25th. There is a San Antonio date here on the 3rd at Vibes. That is cool. Corn has announced an epic U.S. summer tour featuring very special guests stained on all dates. I think... I'm I I'm saw Corn and Stain together probably 20 years ago. I'm mad about this. I Why fucking had, I had fucking tickets to see Corn and Faith No More, goddammit. This is not that show. Yeah, it's definitely not that show. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's definitely not that show, for sure. Fuck that. I mean, Corn, sure. Stain, not so much. All right, last but not least here, this is relatively new. Uh, uh, tour announcement here. Evanescence and Hailstorm are returning to the concert stage in the U.S. this fall. Produced by Live Nation, the tour will kick off Friday, November 5th in Portland, Oregon, and take the bands to arenas across the country before wrapping up in the Northeast right before the holidays. Um, I'd actually see that. I think I've said that before. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of them. And together, fuck yeah. Two for one. One-offs. Dee Snyder will perform at Stereo Garden in Patrick, New York to a limited capacity crowd on June 11th. According to Dee, the capacity for, for the concert, which will be filmed for a future release, 
will be limited to 200 vaccinated or tested people due to COVID-19 restrictions. However, those unable to attend will get a chance to watch it in the near future uh, because he's recording it, of course. The tickets for the show are available via Eventbrite. Eventbrite, sorry. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to Melissa's Wish, a not-for-profit organization founded with the purpose of providing short-term non-medical financial aid in the form of a grant to the caregivers assisting those afflicted with a serious illness, injury, or end-of-life event. I will take the opportunity to watch this in the near future. I'm sure you will. Yes, I will. All right. You've been to a few shows. You care to discuss? No, I have them filmed. I'll post them soon. I, I really okay. got to get back on that. No worries. No I, worries. Actually, actually, I will say one thing. Okay. Um, I've now – you haven't been to Fitzgerald's in a while, so you haven't seen the changes they made to it. No. Um, but you know, there's there's now a table off to the side of the of the uh, stage, um, stage left, um, and I've officially claimed that table for the shred shack. <laughs> and it allows me to put the camera in such a place that no one's gonna put their fat ass fucking head in the goddamn way. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. That's fucking great. All right. Are we ready to get into the charts? Yes. All right. Well, first, we have some noteworthy points. Let's check this out. So on May, on May 4th, five Avenged Sevenfold singles and one full-length album were officially certified platinum by the RIAA for sales in excess of one million copies. So let's see the latest Avenged Sevenfold platinum certifications. Uh, the single Nightmare, which is taken from the album of said name from 2010. Shepherd of Fire, which is the single taken from 2013's Hail to the King. Hail to the King, which is a single taken from the same same album. Almost Easy, single taken from 2007 album of Ben Sevenfold. Backcountry, the single taken from 2005's album City of Evil. And the self-titled album to the self-titled 2007 album of Ben Sevenfold certified platinum. Uh, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that um, it took this long for Backcountry. For real, for real, that that is a surprise. But that was their breakthrough song. Yeah, I mean, that's what kind of got them more uh, exposure. You know. Uh, that's kind of what made them the the kind of like the band they are today is that song I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that is very surprising to me that it took this long. Hmm. All right. Next up in noteworthy points, Gojira have made a stunning global chart impact with their new album Fortitude. The LP entered Billboard's top albums chart at number one this week while also claiming the number one spot on Billboard's top current albums, current rock albums, and current hard music albums tallies. The release also marked a career-high debut on the Billboard 200 for Gojira, arriving this week at number 12, with several career-high chart positions and top 10 debuts in countries around the globe, including France at number 2, United Kingdom at number 6, Australia at number 3, Germany at number 8, Belgium at number 2, Netherlands at number four, 
Denmark at number three, Portugal at number four, Finland at number two, and Norway number ten. So I guess this is going to be like the next possible up and coming, you know. This is probably going to be your your next up and your next he, uh, festival headliner. Yeah, I, they're, they're not headlining festivals this year because everyone's making it up for last year. Like if all those all the festivals that happened last year the way they were supposed to, I'm sure Gojira will probably be in the top spot this year. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the release of this new huge fucking record for them. I mean, they were already getting momentum back in 2016 when they released Magma. And they, they were they were they were like headlining tours. They were getting like the the opening spots for Metallica and shit like that behind the strength of that record. Now with this one, they're they're right next. They're the next line up in headlining festivals, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I wasn't saying it like that necessarily, but like I think of certain ones that like they have they have their their rabid fan base name recognition alone from from you know i'm talking about like kill switch and and trivium oh, okay. i get you i got you yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're kind of doing those ranks of being in that tier oh i got you now okay yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right absolutely right are you ready to get into the uh, the, the, the top 200 though oh yeah okay here we go number 1 is the new album by dj khalid which is uh, khalid khalid he really likes his name. Uh, number two, uh, Money Bag Yo. That's his name, Money Bag Yo. Uh, a Gangster's Pain. Okay. Number three is Morgan Wallen, The Dangerous, the double album. That's pretty much holding the, the number three spot. Uh, Justice by Justin Bieber is number four. And the number five is Young Thug and Various Artists. Um, this is called, the album's called Young Stoner Life, Slime Language 2. So, you didn't, you didn't say Pop Smoke in there, right? No, I did not. I'm surprised, because, because he, he died fairly recently. Interesting. Well, he is number eight. Oh, okay. He is there at number eight, yeah. All right, but here we go with our scrolling, and here we are at number 12. As we already mentioned, Fortitude by Gojira. And keeping up with our count with our girl Taylor, we have Fearless Taylor's version is at number 15. That's our first one for the, for the list here. Now let's see. Now we scroll. All right, a new Grateful Dead record. Uh, Dave's Picks Volume 38, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. So again, another live record from the Grateful Dead. Um, number twenty-eight is Queen's Greatest Hits. So you can probably imagine that that's number two on the Hard Rock charts, right behind uh, Gojira. Boop 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 boop. Lots of bad bunny. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is at number thirty-eight. Oh wow, Royal Blood. One of the bands I listened to recently, their new album, uh, Typhoons, uh, debuts at number 48. 48. Mm. Pretty cool. Diamonds by Elton John is at 49. Greatest hits of Clear, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revivals at number 50. Folklore by Taylor Swift is at number 52. Evermore by Taylor Swift is at number 54. That's three for her. 
Okay. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 65. ACDC's Back in Black is at number 72. Turn Up That Dial by the Dropkick Murphys, new album, at number 74. New album. Let's see. Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits is at number 81. Thriller is at number 82. Taylor Swift Lovers at number 86. That's number four in the top 100. Billy Joel, Essential Billy Joel is at number 99. Uh, new Pink Floyd live album, uh, live at Nebworth from 1990s, uh, debuting at number 100. Tom Petty and Heartbreakers Grace is at number 102. Beatles 1 is at number 106. Taylor Swift 1989 at 109, number 5. For Taylor, never mind, Nirvana. 113. Yeah. Now we get a bunch of scrolling. Greatest hits by fucking Leonard Skinner at 126. Sound of Summer, The Beach Boys at 130. Bob Seger, The Silver Bullet Band, 133. Oh no, what'd I do? Where'd I go? Okay, there we go. Greatest hits by Bon Jovi is at 137. Fall Out Boy has a new album out, I guess. Black Album, 141. Abbey Road. Beatles at 142. Greta Van Fleet. Their new album, Battle at Gardens Gate, is at 146. Um, that was down from 76 last week. We got uh, Selena, who is a, uh, you know, a San Antonio deity. Uh, she re-enters with one of her albums. And number number one forty nine. Uh, the Hot Rock, uh, Hot Rocks album, the greatest hits of the Rolling Stones, uh, number one fifty seven as a re-entry. Greatest hits of Fleetwood Max at one fifty eight. And we scroll Hotel California by the Eagles at one sixty four. Hall and Oates, Dan, one sixty seven. Boop 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 boop. This list sounds very straightforward. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, wow. There's a new Now album. Now that's what I call music, 78. Oh, Jesus. Tap dancing, Christ. New album, new release, 185. 185. Reputation by Taylor Swift is at 188. That's number six for our girl Taylor. I Will Always Love You, the very best of Whitney Houston at 190. That was that's random. Not just single. No, I think it's well. I'm, maybe I'm making a joke. I was gonna say it's this, her singing that song eight times. Uh, don't, no, don't, don't you dare. Purple Rain soundtrack, Prince of the Revolution is at one ninety four. Fuck yeah. All right, nothing else really here. Then the top, uh, the bottom two hundred. Last one here is a self titled album by a gentleman called Kane Brown. Number 200. Okay. And that's the top 200 on the Billboard charts. Not much surprising there. No random re-entries. Yeah, no, no one no, coming out with a steel chair. Kind of a, kind of a, you know, bleh. It's kind of, it's kind of like the weather today. Not, not feeling it. 
Well, this is better than yesterday. The rain sucked yesterday. Uh, it rained this morning too. Did it? Yeah, dude. I, I was. I woke up at like five fifteen. It was raining from like six to eight or something. Wow. Yeah. You know, just just to make everything more muddy, so I can bring in the dog and have him just, you know, uh, bring in the dogs. You're fucking in the dogs. Anybody who's listening, do you want a dog? I have a dog for you. <laughs> this ranger is up for adoption, and he yeah. is a lovely dog. We actually got a. Um, this has nothing to do with metal, but we got a uh, little uh, sleeve thing for the leash that says adopt me so that's good oh that's cool that's cute that'd be nice yeah so um but other than that i think we've got nothing to nothing uh, more to say it's going to be a short no, I think, yeah a quickie today um so in that case warrior needs food and elf actually needs to eat lunch so there you go and uh so until next time i'm dan mac and i'm chris mac and barbecue and wrestling later. Woo. Woo.